What's up, guys? I want to welcome you all to our first episode of our podcast, Sip Sons Podcast. Yo, yo, yo. We're going to talk about becoming well. Yes. Cool? Yes. Everybody sure. good with that? Yes, ma'am. All right. So, listen, I'm going to go first with the introductions. We're going to go around. Um, I am Alexis, and I am the youngest of my mom's name is Patsy, but they call her Tiny. Um, life is great for me right now. I am um, spoken word artist. I do motivational speaking. I rap. I pretty much do everything. I'm executive leadership on TEDx Akron. And so, yes, that's me. I'm single. I'm 28. I don't have a preference. So, boom, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. Go ahead. Hi, everybody. I'm Jalen. I am the oldest, uh, the baby of of five. Uh, Nanette is my mom. They call her Nikki. Uh, I currently live in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I went to school for uh, music, so that's what I do. I'm uh, a lead singer in a a cover band down there right now. I also am a server. at Union Cafe, one of the hottest restaurants in Columbus. If you come visit, come check us out. Uh, And I'm excited to be doing this with the fam. So I'm gonna turn it over to the next. Hey everybody, Um, my name is Tiara. I am 30. Um, I live in Columbus. I am the oldest of Tiny's kids. Alexis is my younger sister. I am a newlywed. Shout out to my husband. Okay. Um, We live in Columbus and we just working and living our lives and we're in ministry. He's a musician. Um, I sing in a choir. I'm active in my church. Um, Yeah, so that's me. This is going to be a pretty dope um, thing, I believe with um, my family, my Sipsons, um, as we become well. And hopefully you guys will get something out of this so that you can um, embark on this journey with us as you become well. What's up, y'all? This is Eric. I am mm, the oldest of two. Uh, My mom happens to kind of be Lord in the middle of everybody there. Her name is Iris. They call her Peaches. Um, And recently two years married i'm now a father of two under two two um, right. oh, wow. mercy I'm, I'm tired as we speak but <laughs> uh i uh, have a church and we are making some progressive moves trying to do some great things for the community um, for our city um i'm a case manager working with behavioral health so uh you know that's just what i do i have a passion for helping people um and so in this podcast, as we talk, you're going to hear a lot of that side come out of me of caring for people and making sure that people are well. Um, I'm going to turn it over to my little bro. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, this is, my name is Rayshawn. Um, I am a graduate of Teal College. I went there for history. Um, I'm 24 years old. Um, right now, I'm a substitute teacher and I coach football. Um, I'm still in the process of trying to go back to school and get my certificate so I can become a teacher um, and maybe later on down the road be a principal or, you know, I'm a Mr. Clark <laughs> or I'm going to give my, my dream another shot and, and coach college football again. But, yeah. haven't, you know, 
don't know yet. Still working on things, trying to figure things out. So that's where I'm at. Cool. But um, happy to be on this journey with helping you guys become well, <coughs> helping ourselves become well. This is going to be pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. So you got a general idea who everybody is. I don't know if we releasing nicknames yet. Don't you do that. But uh, <laughs> they're not ready for that yet. So it's probably gonna spill out. I'm it's sure. I'm gonna say. I'm sure it's gonna come show. out. Definitely. Somebody's uh, episode. Yeah. Not right now. But everybody here has a nickname. We've all been named by one parent. Uh, well, not one parent. An aunt of all of ours, and yeah. Uh, yeah. she does it well. She mm. comes up with our nicknames. Mm-hmm. So now you know who we are. Who we connected to? Oh, I want to add. This is not all of our cousins. Um, there's more of us. Mm-hmm. But, yes, it is. Um, and you will hear their voices at some point throughout the season. Um, but we are the main people come together um, because what's happening is we normally chat every single day. And in our chatting, what's been happening is we've been helping each other, giving each other uh, information, tips, um, just life lessons and stories. And we, we, this is what we do. And so we decided to come together and put it out there for the people to hear. So um, we got some older cousins, we got some younger cousins, sure. uh, and I'm, I'm excited for you to meet them too as the season goes on. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So what's up, Morgan? Let me say this as a de- disclaimer, saints of God. Um, <laughs> we are nobody's licensed anything mm-hmm. at all. Okay. So what works for us, if it don't work for you, don't use it. Don't, don't try do to it. sue don't us. Don't do okay. it. Don't do it. Okay. We don't lose. Don't try to we take it to court. <laughs> we 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 don't got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know. This is what this is what is working for us, mm-hmm. and we are trying to help those who are interested in being better as well. Um, we all have life experiences yeah. um, that have hit us like crazy. Um, on top of that. We have um, a lot of generational things, too, that we're battling and that we're fighting. Mm -hmm. And we want to ensure does not make it to the next line in our family history. Yeah. So this is where we're at. This is what we're doing. All right. So let me try to take it to court, y'all, because period. You're going to lose. We ain't coming. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You talk about license. <laughs> mine a few years ago. I've been driving legal forever. Don't make us have to find Annalise. Period. <laughs> Cheating. <laughs> Period. So look, speaking of generational stuff, y'all, what's one thing generationally <laughs> that you all have been battling? And again, I just, I want to, and then I'm going to ask another question and then we're going to be pretty much done with our introductory. But one thing generationally and and I want to put this out here we are not coming for anybody mm-hmm. not not we just talking about uh, ourselves okay <laughs> maybe a little bit kind of oh. but you got to step on some toes sometimes again. I wanted to sting a little bit. Definitely going to be some jokes. Yeah. Well, d- d- some I, jokes. I, it's going to be a joke, but I'm just saying, like, I just, it's I don't. Love. It's it love. Is love. It's out of That's love, the, definitely, love. but it, it's going to help us come together and become well. Because yeah. you, you can't move forward to your future, you know what I mean, without understanding your history uh-huh. and where you come from. And I think a lot of uh, people not in our generation mm-hmm. don't really talk about those things before us. And mm-hmm. then when we ask questions, you become offended and then all of us go back to revert to being kids. Mm-hmm. Which we aren't. And That's I am facts. grown. That's facts. Yeah. Facts. So if y'all haven't heard it, our family, we present really well. 
And you starting already. Yeah, a lot of people from the outside would, would love to be a part of our family. That's mm. what I've heard. Um, however, when you take a seat in the room, mm -hmm. you get to thinking and realizing, oh, there's some stuff this? underneath uh, underneath there. And it may be your family, too, but mm -hmm. I definitely know it's our family. And we're at the point where our generation were tired of some of this stuff, and we are pushing for healing by any means necessary. Sure. Um, so hopefully that this just sparks a greater conversation in our world and hopefully yours. Definitely, hopefully yours. Um, and I, I came up with the idea because like he said, Eric said, we talk every day. I'm like, hey, we should do a podcast. I'm sure it's a lot of millennials our age, right? That mm -hmm. have these same type of questions for their family um, and probably get shut down sometimes how we do as well. Um, I don't think it, and let me say this to our baby boomers in case we have any baby boomer listeners mm -hmm. it is not a sign of disrespect to you when we come ask you a question uh -huh. we just want An to answer. understand yeah, ourselves yeah and, mm -hmm. and 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 not it's not in sense to expose you know your past or things like that but we just trying to get our future together mm -hmm. so one thing I, I wanted to go around the table and I'm be honest because this is going to be an honest podcast as an artist, as exposure. I'm totally honest with my life and things like that. So one <laughs> generational thing that I know that I'm dealing with is lust. And look, <laughs> you all right? You all right, Jay? I mean, I look like that's a <laughs> Jay. <laughs> Jesus, you all right? <laughs> Hold him up, Lord. <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's, it's like... <clears throat> you know what I mean? You see something and then you try to unsee what you've seen, but at that moment, you, you just it. like, I gotta have it. Yep. And, and I don't know if any of y'all got a competitive spirit like me. I don't lose. No, I'm going to have it. So, okay. I don't lose. That makes sense. I'm going to have it. I mean, and so, and so I don't know who I want to throw it to first, but everybody just kind of chime in. What's one, and, and even if y'all got the same thing as me, you know, that's cool because we all came from the same bloodline. <laughs> we might be having different blood types, but it's the same bloodline. So who up next? Mine is um, procrastination. Mm. Gosh, why don't you stay off my I screen? have, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Man, I have dealt with procrastination forever. Literally. Um, and it's crazy because I think, no, I know, that was a major, uh, what's the word I want to use? It was a major part of my anxiety. Mm. Because I procrastinated so much and I knew I had things to do instead of writing things down and doing it as I think about it, it would be like I would wait to the last minute and I would have so much anxiety because of the pressure that I allowed to build up because I was procrastinating. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Tierra, just do it. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you're not doing anything else. Nothing. Literally, you're sitting on the couch, That's either you're watching TV or you're on your phone. You could be doing what's necessary. Right. To get that stuff out of the way. So that's definitely one of mine. But I'm getting better now. Um, oh dear Lord. Um I I I'm kinda with you on the lust thing, Lex. Cool. Good God almighty. Um <laughs> but because we are all very competitive. In case you all didn't know, we, in some way, shape, or form, all played some type of sport. Mm -hmm. um, and we are very competitive in our family. We do not lose. We win, period, point blank, dot com. Don't be a loser. Like, no, you won't lose. Um, and so when I see something or someone that I want in that moment, I'm going to have it for you. 
and that is that is well, already there. And <laughs> it's true, and my it, cons- it, it it consumes my mind, and that's mm-hmm. what I want in that moment. And I <laughs> am going to do whatever by any means necessary. I'm I'm gonna get it. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna come back to that competitive after y'all get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big oh, thing. I, I think there. we gotta revisit all this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I know what I'm going to say, but since somebody used procrastination, um, uh, I'll go with something that I don't struggle with anymore that I did. Um, I mean, I have, I had experience. I had drunk before I turned 18, but when I got to college and through college into my first couple years of coaching, um, when I coached that too, um, I don't, now that I look back, I probably would say I was definitely an alcoholic, like from Thursday Sometimes Thursday, but from Friday to Sunday, I was drinking or doing something like smoking weed or drinking. Like, that was me. You smoke um, weed, bro? Did I smoke weed? Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> uh, is a kite, not, boy. not my last couple years because I stopped because um, one summer I didn't smoke at all. Um, when I came home, like, so going into my junior year, I wasn't smoking anymore. But uh, drinking, definitely doing that. Um, so what's your drink? My favorite drink um, probably would have been anything mixed with some 1800. Silver or gold? Mercy. Silver. Oh. And then Crown Royal Apple was good. Yes. Man in the room. <laughs> listen. Talk about it. That's straight, straight or mixed? I, um, listen. I'm a mixed guy. Okay. Um, straight will have me jacked up. <laughs> that, that 1800 um, why I stopped drinking, um, kind of had a, I don't know, I guess I'll say a scare. Um, I went to the doctor and I had blood work done and my doctor told me my, li- my liver enzymes were up mm. and I was on the verge of having fatty liver disease. So mm-hmm. since it's, it'll, this December, I think it'll be a year since I've had my last drink. ワンディドゥアレッツゴーワンディドゥアレッツゴーワンディドゥアレッツゴーワンディドゥアレッツゴーワンディドゥアレッツゴーワンディドゥアレッツゴーワンディドゥアレッツゴーワンディドゥアレ
who everybody thought I should be or who, you know, everybody else in the family is killing the game. Everybody at this table is doing their own thing. Uh, and it took knowing who you are and becoming yourself without the opinions of our parents, mm -hmm. um, our grandparents. Like my great, my grandmother, I love her dearly, um, but she told all of us we should have been in some hospital um, working in the medical field because it was going to always be a need. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I could have done that, but I wouldn't have been happy. Yeah, I don't like So that. I had to, you know, <laughs> learn, my, learn my own stuff and learn who I was um, to become the best that I could be. And I think that's a curse with our family being as close as we are. Like, we're definitely family orientated. I love that. Is that the word I want to use? Family orientated? Oriented. Oriented, whatever. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> so, um, so we're extremely close, and that's something that I absolutely love. Um, however, with us being so close, it's like everybody is in everybody's business. And everybody has something to say about everything and everybody. Absolutely. Hence why, you know, when I left. That's why I live in Columbus. That's why I live in Columbus. Y'all, my sister never came back. I went to Dayton in 2007 and vowed I was never not coming back. back to Akron to live, okay? But, again, I love my family. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like, they're not terrible people, but it's like, right. you need to have your own space. You need yeah. to have boundaries. your own identity, yes. yeah. boundaries, yeah. and be okay with that. Like, yes. that's something that I'm learning now to be concerned about my life. Right. Like, literally, for my entire life, I was concerned about everybody else and what they were doing and how they were doing and if they were doing good, how can I help them so they can be good? And my life was suffering. Yeah. Like, at 30, I should have my degree right now. Like, there's no excuse why I don't Me have too. a degree. But literally being concerned about my mom and my sister back at home, it's like, okay, Tia, you're concerned about them, but... How are you helping them and you're jacked up? You know what I'm saying? Or you're still in the same place that you're in. So, yeah, at this point in my life, like, it's me, the Lord, my husband, and work. Like, anything outside of that, if I don't have it, I don't have it. Mm -hmm. Like, I've literally placed boundaries on my life. Like, if you ask me to do something on a Wednesday night and I'm not going to be at home by 930... I can't come. <laughs> I, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. If what you're requesting is going to hinder something going on in my home, in which I do for my husband, make sure that dinner is made, the house is clean, whatever. I can't do it. Yeah. I ain't mad. Like, seriously. Yeah, yeah I speak to that too. I ain't mad. Because you don't realize the dysfunction that you live in. Until you get married, and Man. somebody else has to point out absolutely your dysfunction. And don't that make you offended at first? You'd be like, uh, I had you not dysfunctional. Yeah, no, I'm not dysfunctional. <laughs> yes. And you're not gonna talk about my family that's dysfunctional <laughs> because I can point out all your family. All the things that you got going on. But you Man. have to really take the time and pause and, and say, Whoa, yeah, like yeah, I am. I see what you're talking about. Yeah, this is real. Okay, so then now, how do we create a new story? I got a set of friends who had the privilege. They got married kind of young, not in a bad way. They got married young. And they have the beautiful story because I wish I had it. <laughs> they were able to leave Ohio and for years they spent time by themselves without family building their own marriage and relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying about marriage and relationships, but it matters. So they, they spent all this time and now that they are 
they, they're an inseparable, unbreakable unit because they had all that time without the outside factors and voices mm-hmm. trying to shake their marriage. And I mean, one, in the beginning of my marriage, I have some of that, like from both sides, her side, my side, you know, people just giving opinions and, and it's all in love. It's yeah. good opinions. Mm-hmm. It's not nothing bad, but it's like, whoa, can we kind of figure this out for ourselves? Can yeah. we? And, and some of it is like, I don't want you to go down what I went through. I want you to struggle like I struggle. And, and I get that. But some of that struggle is needed in order to, uh-huh. to become mind. what we are supposed to become yeah. and, and to be healthy and be whole and to know that no matter what, she got my back, I got her back. Um, but if you're giving me this opinion, like I'm listening to you, not listening to her. Right. And, and so we got to learn how to become well by, you know, just being able to separate, build those boundaries, as we said, and, and you know, Live life. Live yeah. yourself. This is good dialogue. So I got one more question. Um, and then we're gonna get out of here for this first episode. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Why is becoming well so imperative to us? Um because I can't live in dysfunction the rest of my life. No. And I don't want my husband to have to live with the dysfunction the rest uh-huh. of his life. Um I just yeah. Like that's really my reason. Like I oh, child, listen, I done like seriously like we literally face dysfunction every day Uh to the point where it was normal Uh Mm, Uh when dysfunction becomes normal it was our norm it was our norm Uh and so when you for me when I got away and I seen that there was an alternative yes it's kind of like it's kind of like our, our walk with God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we live this life of sin. We kicking it. We enjoying it. Doing mm-hmm. doing whatever. And then when you finally, for us, we grew up in the church. We were born in the church. Literally there every Sunday. Choir rehearsal, Bible study, Child prayer meeting. Yes, our mama was the, the director. Time. I was in church every right? day. But we were at church all the time, but we had not experience Come on, be free our here. own relationship with him. Uh-huh. We had not seen him for ourselves. We right. hadn't experienced him. Mm-hmm. So when you get to that point where you're like, I know this is God. Like mm-hmm. there's nobody else who can do this. Nobody else who can fix it. Like this is literally him. So when you have that moment, you you can't go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now that does not that does not mean to say that we're not going to still deal with things in that relationship. Right. Because salvation is different from deliverance. Okay. And we know that deliverance is a process. Oh, preach. So, mm. once you get to that place with him mm-hmm. and you have that relationship, when somebody else try to bring you something that you done got delivered from or healed from, you're like, this Thank is stupid. Are you really, do you really think I'm about to do that again? Uh-huh. Now, granted, you might be like me because there was a moment when I did. Literally, like, it was a terrible season in my life. Like, drinking, Rayshawn? Uh-huh. Drinking. <laughs> okay? Like, I would be in the choir stand on Sunday morning, Mm-mm. pissed Mm-mm. that people are up dancing, shouting, crying, everything, because I could feel the vibrations on the floor and I would just be nauseous from a hangover. <laughs> Why do you think I play like, drums so fast sometimes? Bro. I'm sweating the alcohol out. Oh, y'all want to shout today? I would be... Coming west. I would be 
pretty jacked up. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just a really bad season. And I mean, I'm sure we're probably I probably hit on that at some, some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in our episodes coming up. But yeah, like once you hit freedom, once you experience an alternative, like you cannot turn back and be satisfied. Right. And be comfortable. Ooh. I think for uh, okay, I think that one thing I want to point out to y'all, make sure everybody knows, even our listeners, is that no matter where you are in your life, no matter how well you become, there will be some type of dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Um, so if you have dysfunction in your life, don't just assume, like, oh, I'm the worst person in the world, because that's not the reality. Mm-hmm. The reality is we all have dysfunction. Even when you start a new relationship and, and like, we are on our journeys to marriage, um, somebody else is going to still look within our marriage world and be like, that's dysfunctional, and we're going to think we're fine. Mm-hmm. So just recognize, no matter where you are, the goal is to try to get better. Mm-hmm. And I think that is why we need to... Um, really become well is because there is more for us there is progress that we can make and we need to achieve those goals and why live at the bottom when you can make it to the top or make it to your goal so it's it's not um that we we can't stay where we are because the truth of the matter we can't we can stay right at the bottom we can stay Mm -hmm. in unhealthy places we can stay in unhealthy spaces but the reality is that we have an opportunity to become well and if it's a promise for us to be well jesus said be made whole yeah who next? Jake, right? Jake. Um, for me personally, like becoming well was imperative because for how many years I had bipolar disorder and didn't know it until it blew up in my face. And I had to literally like take my whole life apart mm-hmm. and start it from Rebuild. the bottom yeah. Yeah. and literally start all over and and come to terms with that and everything else that had happened that had gotten me to that point. Um, and uh, I agree with the whole with what Eric said about dysfunction. You're always going to have dysfunction. And with something like mental illness, that just doesn't go away, no matter how many therapy sessions or counseling that I go through. That's just not something that I can dis- decide that it doesn't exist anymore. But becoming well and how I deal with it and that's how right. I handle that's it right. yeah. is what has become imperative to me and you know I'm not perfect and it's not where I want it to be but good God when I think just from a year ago even two years ago (laughs) it's not the same and I a lot of times I think that one of the stigmas that happens with mental illness is that we're people that suffer are pitied because they think that we can't we don't know how to handle it or we can't handle it and that's Mm. not the case you can live with mental illness and live a healthy well life with that whatever it may be Um, and so for me that was and still is imperative because I can't I cannot allow myself to go back in that same state of turmoil and mania that my mind was in Mm -hmm. basically you know killing its own self Mm -hmm. I I couldn't I've come through too much hell and high water in almost 25 years of life to let myself go back to that state of mind so Cool. Um, why is becoming well imperative to me? Um, I'll be quick, but I have kind of two answers. So number one is that there are little people. Um, I have little cousins and nephews who are growing up. And, you know, the things that we talk about that we went through, the things that we seen our parents go through or heard about our parents going through, 
I don't want that for them. Yeah. Um, I want them to be, to have better than what we had. Um, even one day when I have my kids, I want them to have way better than what I have. Um, number two, um, like I, I work in the school and I want to be an example. I don't want to be, you know, that teacher that, oh, don't nobody like him or he always got an attitude. Why he all, because that's not living well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't want coworkers or, you know, people that I work with, even with coaching. Like, I don't want to be on the field and my kids mad at me because I'm doing them wrong and I'm cussing them and I'm doing, you know, not doing them right. So just overall be, uh, well-being of myself um, and having a good mental state of mind. That's where I want to be. All right. Well, everybody has told us why we become well or why it's imperative. Um, we've answered questions on uh just what what it means to to break generational curses and and what we are dealing with so i hope you get some encouragement um my personal thing for becoming well i kind of agree with ray sean there are a lot of people um out there that i know just through my artwork um who i see and even in my family you know that i want to become well I, i always feel like it's a lot of grown people who are still kids inside you know what I mean and not just becoming well for us but for uh, maybe even that generation above us to know you know it's not uh, a bad thing for you to become well you don't have to always be stuck in your ways you can grow you can flourish you're supposed to mature Uh, one thing that my pastor said a while back that kind of stuck with me offended me he said if you underdeveloped in one area you're really a midget in life uh-huh. And I said, I said, oh, my God, I got offended sitting on the front row because, you know, that's where we post this in. So I was sitting there on the front row and I got offended because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a midget. Mm-hmm. Hurt. Hurt. And see, my artist exposure is a giant. Alexis is a midget. Uh-huh. Wow. And you know what I mean? And, and, and that thing, it, it made me uncomfortable. I'm still uncomfortable with it. You know what I mean? And so it has turned my entire life upside down. So I think it's, it's important to become uh, well in every area. I think we focus on one area and not That's realize right. that we're underdeveloped right. in another area right. versus That's getting right. the whole man healed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When Jesus healed people, he just didn't heal that area. Right. You know what I mean? He healed they the whole person. Well. So uh, this is the first episode episode of our Sip Sons podcast, y'all. I hope y'all come back for number two. We just getting started. We're going to have some guests at some point. Uh, If you want to give us some sponsorships, we have some packages available for that. You can follow us on social media. We'll give you all of those things. And so I hope you guys um, become well until our next episode. Love y'all. All All right. Bye, guys. Have a good one.